Viewpoint, weekdays, 8 to 10 p.m. on SAFM. The Viewpoint. Weekdays, 8 to 10 p.m. SAFM. My skin is white I am what I am In the difference that you mean I am white My blood is black I am what I am
10 minutes past 8 o'clock. Welcome to it. This is The Viewpoint here on SAFM. And do, uh, well, thank you for staying with SAFM. Do continue to do that as the programming continues into the evening. My name is Asanda Peta. And, uh, of course, uh, that was La Difference by Salif Keita starting things off for us. That's our song that we're kicking things off with you until 10 p.m. Uh, this evening. And yesterday we had quite a hot topic that we started things off in the first hour of The Viewpoint. So much interaction coming from you, which we always appreciate about uh, the land uh, uh, expropriation without compensation debate. Also in the backdrop of Zinzi Mandela's tweets, I think we're still talking about that today. Uh, And I think looking forward into the State of the Nation Address, which will be taking place on the 20th of June, that's uh, this Thursday, uh, where Cyril Ramaphosa will be, as the President, addressing the nation. I think we'll be looking forward in terms of what he'll say on that, as well as other issues of importance in the country well welcome to it and uh, uh do call us on 0891104207 to interact with uh, today's topics and i'll let you know what those are now now you can whatsapp us on 0614104107 and uh, our new sms line is 41391 sms's are charged at 150 per sms and of course you can tweet us at safm radio and at favored asa that's my one hashtag safm viewpoint leading the conversation here on 104 to 107 is the first topic of the day which we're asking is it getting more and more expensive to have a helper when we look at things like medical aid and other ways that uh, you know helpers deserve to be offered help and support in does it mean that we are asking too much when it comes to domestic workers? And is this type of work becoming more and more expensive? We know it's necessary, but, well, we're asking, is it getting more and more expensive to, to get a, a helper? Then we'll be talking about corruption within the NGO sector. Uh, of course, NGOs are, are very much pivotal part of our society and running that society. But there are, you know, certain loopholes that do take place and certain corruption that takes place within that. We hardly talk about it, but it happens. So we'll be unpacking that as well on the other side of, uh, I think, half past eight. Um, so that's the first hour of The Viewpoint. 891 is the number to call. At SFM Radio is our Twitter handle. Viewpoint, 8 to 10 p.m. Turning conventional wisdom on its head. On May 23rd, a judge ruled in the Gauteng High Court in Pretoria that the exclusion of domestic workers in the Compensation for Occupational Injuries and Diseases Act of 1993 is unconstitutional. But the law has yet to be changed. Some domestic workers get lucky when they find employers who put them on medical aid and even more or even offer some help uh, with the children of domestic workers. Are domestic workers asking for too much? Is it getting more expensive to have a helper when you take into consideration all these other things that you need to take care of that go beyond the pay or the month-end pay or weekly pay that the domestic worker gets? This is The Viewpoint. Uh, my Asanda Peter, if you've just joined us, we now talk to Ms. Hester Stevens, who's president of uh, SATSAO, that is the South African Domestic Service and Allied Workers Union to unpack this. Of course, do call in and you can send your WhatsApp voice notes to 061-410-4107. Welcome, Ms. Stevens, to The Viewpoint. 
Hello, Hester. Have we lost her on the line? Okay, so we'll try and get a hold of her. In the meantime, do think about questions that you might have. Are you looking to hire a, a domestic worker and you just... You need one, but you just don't know how you're going to afford one. Are you a domestic worker and going through the challenges of how to negotiate the certain benefits that you need from your employer because you are afraid that you might lose your job? And just generally, are we uh, paying more and more and more to get uh, domestic workers in our homes and uh, helping us in our family lives? Uh, are you an employer who's gone an extra mile and have decided, you know, as much as the laws has whatever it, it says um, and, and laws still need to be developed in terms of specifics on this issue you are just still going to do the right thing by you and your domestic worker and just take care of the benefits uh, so tell us give us your views you can uh, also sms 41391 sms's are charged at uh, 150 per sms this is the viewpoint here on sfm hi miss hester stevens are you there hester Hello? Hi, Hester. You know what? Even yesterday, there was a bit of delay with our calls. I mean, coming through, people were coming through, but they would they, they would answer, you know, after a few moments of pause. So maybe we, there's some gremlins in there. But we're looking into that. We're trying to sort what's going on there. President of Satsau, that's the South African Domestic Service and Allied Workers Union, will be joining us in a bit. We're going to try and get a hold of her. Uh, do stay with us. This is SAFM 104 to 107. North meets South in the explosive opening game of AFCON 2019 as hosts Egypt take on the Zimbabwean Warriors this Friday at 10 p.m. Live on SABC3 and your favorite SABC radio station. SABC is the official broadcaster of AFCON 2019, Africa's beautiful story. Here, there, and everywhere. SAFM. 105 FM in Mokopane. The viewpoint, 8 to 10 p.m. Flipping conventional wisdom on its head. To help us do that, flip that conventional wisdom on its head, is Ms. Hester Stevens, who is president of SADSAU, South African Domestic Service and Allied Workers Union. We're asking, is it getting more and more expensive to have a helper? Our lines are 891 Welcome to The Viewpoint, uh, Hester. Uh, hello, good evening. How are you doing this evening? I'm fine, thank you, and yourself? I'm good, thank you. Okay, so okay. yeah, so so we know there's a you know the the compensation for occupational injuries and diseases act of 1993, uh, which you know when it comes to domestic workers was ruled unconstitutional, but unconstitutional, but the law has yet to be changed. So in this issue of you know domestic workers uh, being covered in terms of the benefits that they need from their employers. Are we finding that it is the employers who are taking the lead or the domestic workers themselves have to come forward and ask for the benefits such as medical aid? Let's start there. Yeah, uh, I would say that uh, there is some of the employers who do care about the, uh, the domestic workers. There is some of the employers who put them in a benefit, but it's not all the employers. And in our country, it is actually not compulsory that the employer will think that maybe I can do something for my worker. 
The only thing that they are doing is is they are using the workers and make slaves out of the workers. And by the end of the day, when they found out that the worker is not uh, well equipped to work or unfit, then they will tell the worker, I don't need you anymore. And in a certain time, like by the end of the year, it's December, I think you must finish off and then I will look for somebody else. So this is the major problem that we are facing in, 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 in our country. And that's the thing. At what stage should an employer want to give their domestic worker these benefits? What is the time frame that they should be given? Or should, be, should it be immediately when the domestic worker starts working, they need to be covered for whatever they need to be covered for? What our employers is actually doing, they give you, as, as when, because you are new, you just start working for them now. Then they said, maybe I will put you on a, on a contract for three months or for a year. And then maybe after a year, when they see that you are fit for the job, then they will come up and say, I will, uh, I will put you in this, uh, this amount of money for you away uh, uh, because when you are going to retire, you can at least get something. But it's not all the employers who's doing that. Some of them let the worker work for 20 years, for 25 years, and if she gets sick at work, then it immediately she must leave the premises and then they will employ somebody maybe younger or who is, who is not sick and then that worker goes with, without nothing. So it is a, it is a problem that we, we are facing. It's a challenge in the union and a challenge for the domestic workers in South Africa. Talking about the challenge, then, if we look at it on the side of the domestic workers, you mentioned the issue of age. And there is still very much that perception that when, you know, the older the domestic worker is, the more unlikely they'll be able to keep up with the children, especially if one has small children in the house. The more likely they'll be, you know, getting sick and wanting to go home a lot. That is still there, that perception. So are they at a disadvantage, the older uh, domestic workers? If you look, uh, uh, even in, in our union, you will see that the, the workers who work are, are at a big age, over sometimes about uh, 79, 80. You know why the workers are still working? Because the, the pension that they get, it's even if they work, the government say, if you're still working and you, you are a big age, then I, they will only give half of the, of the pension to the worker and not the full pension. And you will see in our sector, Joburg, uh, PE, Pretoria, it's a big woman who's working my age also. Because of the money that we, we, we get from the government, it is too little. Mm. It's too little. You can't, you can't live on that money. And the thing is that you must eat. You must pay electricity. Sometimes you have to pay rent. Even if you, you, you put up a, a shanty, maybe in somebody else's yard, and then you, you put it there for you and, and, and your family. You have to pay for that for that shanty to be put up there. So that what is that money that you earn? Uh, it, it's it's actually nothing. And what is the money that you get from the government? It's it's nothing. You can't do anything. Now most of the time, domestic workers come from the rural areas, come and work in the big cities, like the government say when it comes to wages. Uh, Johannesburg and Cape Town must, must get the, 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 the highest. But then you look at the woman coming from the rural area. She comes and yeah. works here maybe for 700 rand. And even 
if you talk about now the, the new democracy, then we look at the whole concept of uh, the rainbow nation. A lot of our own people is, is, is uh, employing domestic workers under a very low salary that they earn on a monthly basis. And they hardly see their children. Also, to leave the children with, with, the, with the family, it's also not a right thing to do. That is why we, 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 uh, we had 90, 80, 90, uh, 2003, we had a workshop in Johannesburg whereby we, was, we were having discussions and see what means and ways can we use is to get, uh, let the government build the houses near the domestic workers' workplaces because they have to travel early in the morning, 6 o'clock they will be on the road already, to be there at 7 to make breakfast for the madam and for the master. Now that is the kind of, the, of things that we are facing. Low, uh, very, very little houses, and it's, it's small, and, and they're traveling because the employer doesn't give them enough money for the worker to travel to work also. It's also mm. a problem. And we are, I mean, addressing the situations where there is a domestic worker in one's home, uh, because I'm reading an SMS now from Mariana Lawrence in uh, Port Elizabeth, which reads, your guest is generalizing. Some of us are forced to do our own housework because we simply can't afford minimum wage and medical aid, etc. As such, many domestics have no income as opposed to a smaller wage. So, I mean, we are obviously meaning when somebody does have a domestic worker, we're looking at that hypothetically. But obviously, there are people who can't afford domestic workers, so they go without and do their own, uh, you know, housework. So is that also then another challenge? challenge then uh, Hester in terms of how domestic work has now been perceived to be so expensive that the domestic workers are actually losing out on jobs because the the employer just can't afford to have them yeah I want to say to you that here in South Africa that no employer will do the work it is not like the international people doing their housework, some of them. But here yeah, in South Africa, they cannot live without a domestic worker. It comes to the It's cleaning. very challenging. Yeah. It, is, uh, it, it comes to everything in the house. And also, what the employer do is to create more jobs for domestic workers and not let the worker go and, and, and the worker is unemployed and the worker got no income. Then we say that the workers who belongs to our union, they must say to the employer, can we sit down? You are telling me now that you cannot afford me, but can I work for you for three days? And then maybe for the other two days, I can go and work for somebody else. So you will then pay me this amount of money for the, for the three days and my traveling, and then I can look for the other two days. It will also help the worker, and it will also uh, put bread on the table for the worker instead of uh, sit without a job. And that is what we uh, educate our our members, that uh, is to be open to the employer and not be afraid. We say to, to to the workers, you are a woman, and that employer from you is a woman, and maybe she got her husband. But if you look at that woman, you look at her as a woman just like you. Whether the color different, but she's the same woman. So you don't have to be afraid of speaking to her. The other thing that we are doing is that 
if the worker cannot express herself and speaks to the employer, just wrote a little note and express yourself in that note, uh, the, 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 the grievances that you got that you want to speak to, wrote to her. Then you will put it uh, maybe on a dressing table and then she will see the next morning when, when you come in, then she will find out that you left a note on a, on a thing. That is what i done over the years and then uh, to the employer. But now I'm in the trade union, I can speak, I know my rights, and I'm not afraid for my employer of, uh, of uh, saying things to me. If I know that I'm right, I will. But some of us uh, domestic workers are afraid to let the employers know that they've got problems. They rather they yeah. suffer, but it's not the way that it should supposed to be. Mm. Are you an employer that goes the extra mile for their domestic worker? We're asking you on the viewpoint. Call us on 0891-104-207. You can SMS 41391 and voice note us on 061-410-4107. We're almost done with the chat, but you can still keep your uh, comments coming through. Talking to Hester Stevens, who's president of Satsau. Hester, realistically, though, what what is, you know, attainable or, or from the side of the employer? Because we're not just talking medical aid. We're not just talking the wage of domestic workers, but also having to take into consideration things like transport when they go home, uh, you know, transport on weekends when they have breaks to go and, and visit other family members around, especially in cases where maybe they're from Lesotho or Zimbabwe or, you know, out, out of the country. Uh, and also schooling and self-improvement for the domestic worker, because in some instances the person is a domestic worker but they do want to do other things in future what is realistic in terms of how uh, the employer should view what they should be helping their domestic worker with that is extra and over and, and above their wage yeah i would uh, say that the end of the year it's a holiday time and that domestic workers also wish and feel that they want to be with their children that they didn't see for the all here and with their families is that the employer can at least contribute towards the traveling. It's not all the employees is doing it. I know uh, one uh, comrade from uh, uh, KwaZulu-Natal. Her employer in Kenwood let her fly every time when she has to go home if there's somebody sick. But it's not all the employers. The domestic worker have to save up from that salary that she earned on a monthly basis by NetBank or EPSA is to save up money. Maybe she wants to uh, try to, to uh, renovate a, a house or whatever, or send you whatever she wants to put up. Then she has to save that money on a monthly basis. By the end of the year, then she counts that money to see how much money did I save for doing that specific thing. School fees, is, uh, it's another problem. Some of the, 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 the domestic workers struggle to, 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 to pay the school fees for the children. The uniform, the food, mm. everything, the books and things, but it's only this one person. And most of our members in South Africa is uh, uh, single parents because that we know and we, we, we grow up as domestic workers that your employer or my employer does not allow you to have your husband on the premises and your child. And today, if we see how could, uh, South Africa is, it's, in, it's a violence against women and children, and my child is your child, 
but we are not there for our children. That is why there is a gap between me and my son, because my son didn't grow up with me. Uh, he was uh, uh, restricted from not staying with me on the premises as a mother. Now, we say, we, we, we give the love to the employer's children. We, we, we care for the children. But now, in return, you, you think to yourself, what love could I give my child? My child is now eight years old. My child is not with me. But every morning, when you open the kitchen door by your employer, it's a huge and that, sacrifice. Uh, uh, child is there, it's for breakfast, it's for everything, so, uh, polish the shoes and all that kind of things. So, uh, it's a huge sacrifice that domestic workers are, are making. I mean, we're not saying they're forced into the labor, but it is a huge sacrifice. And do call us still. We've got about five minutes left of this chat. 0891-104-207. Is it getting more and more expensive to have a helper? Are you a helper who's struggling to negotiate benefits with your employer? Are you an employer who's gone the extra mile for your domestic worker, even though there hasn't been, you know, specific legislation in terms of what you should be paying in benefits? And, uh, yeah, just give us your voice notes as well on zero six one four one zero four one zero seven. It is Hester, though, you know, a very unique type of employment, this domestic work, because it is work on the one hand that needs to be professionally viewed, but also it involves a lot of emotion, a lot of sacrifice, and a lot of you know one putting themselves aside and literally taking the hat of being a mom to the children in the home that they are, you know, being a domestic worker too. So obviously there needs to be a balance. Sorry, come again. The the work, the nature of work that domestic work is, is, is very unique in that it's work that needs to have the professional view on it and the policies that protect it, as, you know, any other labor uh, needs to have those laws. But then on the other hand, it is quite emotional work. It is work that, that's, that requires a lot of sacrifice on the part of the domestic worker. And one may even argue that the, the employer, who's the mom, is also making a sacrifice when they leave their children with this woman, uh, the domestic worker, to go to work. So it's an emotional type of work, but it's also need a, a professional type of work. So that balance needs to be, to be uh, reached. Yeah, I would say that we are very proud uh, to be domestic workers. We become domestic workers because uh, some of us grow up in the apartheid years and the only job that we could go, uh, get at the age of, of 15 because our parents were poor, we couldn't have the opportunity to go through education. Some of us are at the very low. Some of us cannot read and write. And that is why we, we, we give uh, education to domestic workers. The problem is that uh, it's very difficult to, to, to become a, a domestic worker. It's not an, 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 uh, it is a job that because we get paid. But we are forced to do domestic work because of we don't have the proper education. But sometimes is it the emotional Sometimes it's, it's, it's painful because it's not all the employees who is nice. Some of them ill-treat you. Some of them let you work on six hours without getting paid. Some of the domestic workers yeah. in our country is still waiting now at this present moment, as I'm talking to you, waiting for the madam and the master to get up by the supper table with the children so that she can do the, the dishes and wait for that little bit of food what is left for her uh, uh, 
in the in the bowls on the table. So it is very emotional. It is not nice, but we are forced to become domestic workers. Let's read an SMS from Martha. Uh, it reads, a viewpoint, we have a domestic worker to whom we supply transport to and from home. We pay an excellent wage. We are part of the 84% who cannot afford medical aid. If government would get NHI up and running, not for free, but with monthly contribution, we would be happy to pay. So, uh, t- talking about government's role there, so do you think that, uh, then, Hester, government needs to take the lead in this matter? Yes, I want to say that uh, it's a long history in, in our country when it comes to domestic workers. As I indicated yesterday, that people today in Parliament, all of them sitting there, the Rainbow Nation, all of them got domestic workers at their homes. I've been, it was 2003, we went to Parliament Village. And then we found out that there was uh, workers there. We went, there was the SABC cooking us there, and then we, they were interview workers. It was a shamble to see that people from the government uh, employing domestic workers and the way they, they treat them. They hardly had food. Eleven of them were in, 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 in one uh, quarters, and then one bathroom, and, 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 and one uh, loo, and then the, the the kitchen and the broken fridge. I will. I remember that me and Merkel, but boy, she's the general secretary. She's now in 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 in, uh, in Geneva by the ILO. We were there, and then we've been threatened because we we we, we went there and we are not supposed to go there. But we we went there for the cause and for the purpose of the workers because of the oppression mm. uh, when it comes to the domestic worker sector. Another SMS, and this I think will be the final SMS we read. Uh, Brian from Pumalanga SMSs, the way the government is going with regard to domestic workers is, no, is not only going to make it a dying job opportunity. The private homes where these people work are slowly not making use of a domestic employee at home anymore, but cleaning themselves. The government keeps on going this route. If we cannot uh, regulate, then we will legislate to the detriment of the domestic employee. So feeling that uh, policies and law are going to make a domestic work a dying job if, if government is not careful in terms of how they draft these policies and laws. Let's get closing remarks now, uh, um, uh, Hester. I mean, what do we say in closing? That is why we say uh, domestic workers are the most vulnerable workers in South Africa. And I think it's high time that the minister, especially this new minister of labor, Tulas Ngesi, they must really, really see to the need of the of the working class because domestic workers also contribute to the economy of, the, of this country. Mm. It is because of domestic workers they have to stay in their houses. Some of them work 24 hours per day because they are in, they are working and the employers goes to their businesses and things like that. So the workers don't have a, 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 a break for lunch or for whatever, because if there's a baby, she have to work uh, right through. The, the government needs to have to uh, um, put a proper legislation what can cover, especially when it comes to the domestic worker who get hurt and get sick at work. And also, I'm indicating again, 
it is domestic workers who, who die on the premises. We know from cases where the workers die on the premises and in Claremont, and then it's just to say to the family, come and collect Phyllis, because Phyllis passed away. We don't know why. There was one in Kenilworth also who passed on. It's just for the family who come and pick up the body. There's nothing left in return for that family. That is what we are talking about. It's time that the, the, the uh, government uh, uh, lay out proper r- rules and regulations and proper laws that can protect domestic workers in South Africa, like medical aid and all that kind of things. Employers must just also have a bit of compassion and humanity on that. I mean, even in a normal working place, when a colleague's uh, family member passes on, you know, the other colleagues come together and uh, collect some kind of money or something. So, I mean, in, in, in domestic workers, they, they should also have something. So uh, let, let's speak to the conscience of uh, individual employers as well. But thank you so much, uh, Ms. Hester Stevens, for talking to us here on The Viewpoint. It's a pleasure. Bye. Bye. She's president of SATSAU, the South African Domestic Service and Allied Workers Union. So our programming continues. Uh, we're going to talk about corruption in the NGO sector. And I see some SMSs have come through on that already as well. And of course, those uh, SMSs can be sent to 41391. And our lines are 891 This is The Viewpoint with me, Asanda Peda.